It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to this Sunday edition of Locked On Dolphins. Welcome, I'm your host, Kyle Krabs. Director of Scouting at the Draft Network, Managing Editor of USA Today's DolphinsWire.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and back at home after spending the last three days in South Florida, fittingly, was down there for 305 Day to celebrate Miami and their heritage and the community. But I was down there for a different reason, not to celebrate 305 Day, but rather former NFL wide receiver and former Miami Dolphins wide receiver, Brandon Marshall, his new lifestyle and fitness and wellness brand, House of Athlete, put on a pseudo NFL combine for a number of NFL draft prospects out in Weston. And the draft network got the invitation to go down. So I went down along with Joe Marino, Trevor Sykema, one of our NFL PA externs, Andrew Dowell. And we had a chance to see everything unfold over the course of the past few days. There's bench press, 40s, verticals, broad jumps, field drills. And these weren't just like a bunch of UDFAs that House of Athlete had out there. So I wanted to make sure I was attentive to everything that was going on. And then I figured instead of smashing something in Friday before the testing took place on the field, or alternatively, tried to squeeze one out late Friday night, I would just catch up with you guys this weekend. So here we are, off schedule, make up for Friday. I apologize for the last minute audible, but House of Athlete, this turned into like a really well done event. And as a result, uh, there, there's some takeaways as pertaining to the Miami Dolphins uh, and prospects of interest. So I want to take the opportunity, while everything is fresh, off the heels of yesterday was a travel day coming back up north, to talk about what I saw at House of Athlete and what can be applicable to the Miami Dolphins. First of all, uh, we're in there on Thursday, and they finished the bench pressing session, and me and the TDN group were getting ready to leave. And I turn around, and I see the biggest human being I've ever seen in my entire life. Any guesses? If I tease you with the biggest human being I have ever seen in my entire life, and your guess is Raekwon Davis, nose tackle, for the Miami Dolphins, you would guess correctly. <laughs> Raekwon is every bit of the 6'7", 330s listed out on the roster. It was kind of cool to see him in person, uh, working out at House of Athlete, getting a workout in. I know everybody likes to talk about Tua Tagovailoa's workout videos. All these guys are grinding. And it was kind of cool just seeing Raekwon uh, show up at the gym, ready to put some work in, and he is looking like a brick house. So put that on your radar, Raekwon, trying to build off a great rookie season. I expect he will. But some of the prospects of interest for the Dolphins in attendance at House of Athlete, one of them is running back Travis Etienne. Now, Travis didn't do anything from a workout perspective and, quite frankly, didn't need to. 
You know, he's, his resume on the field speaks for itself, the production that he's put on at the University of Clemson. But I did think it was interesting. He did an interview, uh, and he talked about how nice the facilities were down here. And, and the quote was, I'm really not trying to leave Florida. <laughs> Dropping hints much. And that got me to thinking and reflecting on uh, the Dolphins and their running back search because Dane Brugler of The Athletic uh, put out a mock draft and had the Dolphins trade up to 32 to draft Travis Etienne, citing the Dolphins really like Travis Etienne. And what's at the front of my mind here is the Dolphins have an opportunity this offseason to correct the missteps or misplay or however you want to attribute it or, or whether it was bad fortune or whatever. But there's some pretty significant parallels between the 2020 and 2021 running back search for the Dolphins. There's a high-priced veteran back that the Dolphins are tied to. Last year it was Melvin Gordon. This year it's Aaron Jones, Green Bay Packers. And then there's several prominent running backs. Last year it was DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was probably the least tied to Miami, but even Cam Akers ended up with the Rams. This year, it's Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, both making some semblance of overtures at Miami. Najee going down to the Senior Bowl. Travis Etienne making kind of like a little nugget drop at House of Athlete over the weekend. I really like it in South Florida. Wink, wink, Miami. So, I guess for me, Miami will have the chance to reacclimate and learn from how 2020 offseason went, in which they chose to have a uh, thrifty signing in free agency, Jordan Howard. They kind of played the game in the draft and let the board fall to them a little bit in the first two rounds, and as a result, uh, they passed on everybody twice at the running back position. They were never going to take one at five, but they passed on them at 18 and, and 26, slash 30. Then they come up on the, the board at twenty nine or 39, and Edwards Hilaire and DeAndre Swift are off the board, and they pass on the remaining backs for Robert Hunt. And by the time they get on the clock at 56, the other three prominent backs are gone. So Miami this time around, you have options, but don't let options lull you into a false sense of security in which you don't make the decision with authority, and end up getting caught holding the bag. And that's Miami trades for Matt Breida, and I liked the trade at the time. Just not a great fit, stylistically. Probably the best available back. He had some speed. They probably liked that. So that's that's my hope and aspiration for the Dolphins. And it just came front of mind to me because you're hearing Travis Etienne kind of make this allusion to, hey, I like South Florida. Wouldn't mind playing here. But that was his biggest takeaway because he did not work out at House of Athlete. But there were some players who did. Eric Stokes, corner from Georgia, ran a blazing fast 40 time, over 40 inches in the vert. He's not really going to be in play for Miami unless we see something dramatic happen with Xavier Howard. But I will say this. If something did happen with Xavier Howard, Eric Stokes would be an interesting name 
to introduce into the mix if the Dolphins got first-round value for Xavier Howard and you have an extra pick to work with. But then you have to make a whole decision about knowing Benogany. Is he going to play in the slot? Is he still going to play outside, which he was resided to last year? I don't know. Uh, he was the star, Eric Stokes. We're in a 4-2-8 official laser time. There's another player here from a big-time program. We're talking about Travis Etienne. We're talking about Eric Stokes, Clemson and Georgia. Another Clemson player really caught my eye. Comes from everything from his build his athleticism, his movement skills. Amari Rogers, wide receiver from Clemson. I am in on this player. Uh, I, I would absolutely positively love to see him become a Miami Dolphin. Uh, the challenge is he's kind of going to be in a dead zone between 50 and 81. And it, does he make it to 81? If he makes it to 81, he's a no-brainer. But if he doesn't, is 50 too early? I don't have those answers. So maybe the Dolphins are probably going to have to read the field a little bit and assess the landscape. But Amari Rogers is built like a running back. He's very well put together. He's in the weight room. He throws up 24 on the bench press. And then he goes out and he runs routes. And, and Clemson used him a ton in a lot of the areas in which you would expect a gadgety type receiver to be used. Bubbles, slant, shallow crosses. A bunch of, I don't want to say cheap stuff, but a bunch of underneath work and let him use his athleticism uh, to create yards after catch. But he's running fades and dinos and corners and goes. And he looks really good doing it. Uh, so it, it kind of helped give me the impression that Amari Rodgers is probably a little bit more complete player than what he had the chance to showcase at Clemson. And just based on, you know, think about the build of Albert Wilson, right? Amari Rodgers is built in the same fashion as Albert Wilson. Now, he's not as fat. I don't anticipate. He didn't run a 40. But I don't anticipate he's as fast as Albert Wilson. But you don't need to be. To be completely honest, and the Albert Wilson that the Dolphins have generally seen has never really been his peak version of himself because injuries have always been a thing and have always taken a toll. Marsh with great hands. He's in great shape. Ran great routes. Day two wide receiver. Mid to late day two wide receiver. Amari Rogers, move him up on your wish list because he's going to be moving up on mine. There's another play moving up my wish list for the Miami Dolphins, courtesy of his performance at House of Athlete. His name is Brandon Smith, and he's a wide receiver from the University of Iowa. So I watched this player before House of Athlete held their combine. Here's what my profile said. You're going to get a little TDM premium backs behind the curtain here. I'm going to read some of my premium profile over the draftnetwork.com on Brandon Smith, wide receiver from Iowa. Smith will have a reasonable chance of developing into a more productive pro receiver than college target as he leaves behind the Hawkeyes program. Smith, who profiles favorably as a stereotypical possession X receiver at the next level, was open more often than he was targeted at Iowa due to poor process and quarterback play from his passers with the Hawkeyes, but that does not put Smith above reproach as he has more work to do in order to defeat press coverage at the line of scrimmage, and he must develop further as a route runner to ensure he maximizes his separation opportunities at the pro level. 
As is, Smith is a contested catch target who shows some good body control for late adjustments to the football and high point back shoulder throws. He is not a blazer, but his lack of short area and his lack of short area burst will cause more fluid defenders to sit on his route stems, which makes his development early in routes and his continued effectiveness at the catch point critical for his long-term outlook as a wide receiver. Watched a bunch of games. Penn State, Purdue, 2019. Michigan State, Nebraska, 2020. This guy went to Weston and jumped 44 and three quarters inches in the vert, and he jumped over 11 feet in the broad, 11-1. He put over 20 reps up in the bench press, and he showed an ability with body control to win routes. So we've talked on this podcast in the past about how there are different subsections of the Dolphins wide receiver room. There is the perimeter wide receivers, the Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. There's the gadget guys, which would be the Albert Wilson, Malcolm Perry, Lynn Bowden Juniors. And then there's the the vertical speedsters slash special teamers, which would be Jakeem Grant and, to a lesser degree, Mac Hollins. So what you have, Brandon Smith, is the contender for Preston Williams' role in the offense. If you're, if, I mean, if you're, you're probably talking rounds 5, 6, and 7. I will bet on that level of explosiveness. Now, he ran 4, 5, 6. So I was sweating bullets when he did the jumps first, and I said, oh, God, I said he's a slow-burn athlete, and he is super twitched up in the jumps. It turns out he does take a little bit of time to get up to top speed. This is more high-end physical tools and wins in the same ways as Preston Williams does. Preston Williams, obviously, durability is a big concern. I'm putting him on our radar as a late-round potential contender to push Preston Williams' spot on the roster. Additionally, we're talking about Amari Rodgers. Amari Rodgers can step into the gadgety role and push Albert Wilson potentially off the roster. I think if the Dolphins are going to effectively overhaul the room, they need new bodies in each of the subsections. And there were guys at House of Athlete that can can check a number of the boxes for the Dolphins wide receiver room. Another guy who was there is a, a late-round guy, day-three guy. Uh, but this guy popped to me. Joe Marino, Andrew Dow, and I are watching All-22 tape at the hotel in between on Thursday night. And we're watching J.C. Horn, and then we went on to watch Baron Browning, and we fell in love with Baron Browning all over again, so that's a conversation for another day. But we're watching J.C. Horn, and this linebacker, 53, keeps jumping off the screen at me. His name's Ernest Jones, linebacker, South Carolina. And you put on Ernest Jones versus, you put South Carolina versus Vanderbilt on, and you would have thought Ernest Jones was the next coming of Dick Buckus in that football game. Now, he's... (laughs) He's a more flawed football player than that, but he was down at House of Athlete as well. And seeing him up close, he's got really long arms, which you like for linebackers because of your tackle radius, your ability to, to extend and make plays outside of your just your torso as a tackler. He's shown on tape he can be very physical. Uh, he's not the most fast to flow, uh, but he was pretty twitched up. He jumped 10 feet in the broad. So it was kind of an affirmation of when you watched him, when he saw things quickly on tape, and you had that trigger opportunity, he went and got it. So Ernest Jones, linebacker, South Carolina. 
That's what I really like this event for, is it puts some day three guys on my radar for the Dolphins. Asking myself, okay, what, what role can this player fit? And I think Ernest Jones, with his length, with his explosiveness, with his tackle radius, he's probably a guy who's going to project to be the between-the-tackles thumper and thud guy and you know push Calvin Munson's of the world for a roster spot. He's not quite the same player as Sam McGuavin. Sam McGuavin's more of the outside linebacker hybrid type. But, you know, the Dolphins need bodies at wide receiver, and they need bodies at linebacker. So it was cool to see some day three guys uh, for us as Dolphins fans, and I would encourage you as Dolphins fans to explore these players a little bit more. Mario Rogers is the most household name of the group. Eric Stokes, real outside chance he's a factor for the Dolphins. There'd have to be so many dominoes that fall into place. Ernest Jones, Brandon Smith, check them out. Take a look. And I want to tip my cap to Brandon Marshall, Mo Wells, the, the lead trainer of the event, and House of Athlete for general, because you know amid everything else that's going on in the world right now, uh, for them to put on a really well-done, organized event was really, really cool. Um, they had COVID testing on site. So they, they took care of their guys. And they took care of us while we were down there. So I want, I want to express some gratitude for the chance to go down to South Florida and check out House of Athlete. My last part on this Sunday episode of, of Locked on Dolphins will be quick today. You know, I know it's Sunday. You guys got the weekend. You got a lot of stuff to do. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Report coming from former ESPN reporter John Clayton, now working in Denver for 104.3 The Fan that Ryan Fitzpatrick is apparently leaning into retirement. Clayton, Ryan Fitzpatrick looks like he is going to retire. The Broncos did make some contact with him. He's been with eight teams and played a long time, but it looks like he's going to be out of the mix. Tip of the cat to Fitz, if this is indeed it. But the man managed to get his entire career story arc in 15 games this season. He was an underdog to begin with because Dolphins fans were ready for Tua Tagovailoa. He holds on to the starting job. He plays six games. For better or for worse, the Dolphins go 3-3, three and three, so they hover right around 500 before they make an unexpected quarterback change and move Fitzpatrick back to the bench. He sits. He comes off the bench. Nearly rallies the team for a comeback win against the Broncos before throwing an interception in the end zone in the final minute to lose the game by three. The Dolphins then start him the next week against the Jets because of a thumb injury to Tua Tagovailoa. He goes back on the bench. The next time we see him, he does complete the miraculous comeback, a win against the Las Vegas Raiders in the most improbable fashion this side of the Miami Miracle. And then in such a cruel twist of fate, Week 17 playoffs on the line, he's ineligible to play because of COVID. Like, th- that's literally the entire story arc of Ryan Fitzpatrick in one season. So if this is it for Fitz, his last NFL completion will be that blind heave to Mac Hollins. Very fitting ending if this is the end of the road for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Again, this report... Uh, we're still early in the offseason, but John Clayton, 104.3, the fan. 
Ryan Fitzpatrick looks like he's going to retire. The Broncos did make some contact with him, which, sidebar, I don't know how that works. Uh, Fitz is an unrestricted free agent who had played with somebody else, and the legal tampering period starts a week from tomorrow. I don't know how the Broncos managed to have some contact at this point in time. It's kind of odd. This is the second can, this is the second time in the last week or so there's been an admission to some behind closed doors conversations that really shouldn't be happening this time of year. Fitz has been with eight teams and played a long time, but it looks like he's going to be out of the mix for the Broncos. Tip of the cap. It really was magic. Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's going to do it for us here on this Sunday edition of Locked On Dolphins. You got five shows this week, Monday through Friday, and back in the saddle as regularly scheduled programming dictates. So you have six consecutive days of Locked On Dolphins to look forward to. Plan accordingly. Hit subscribe. Come back and see us again tomorrow. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekends. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.